Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The coronavirus has sent financial markets into a tailspin, turned businesses on their heads, and is wreaking havoc on the aviation industry. Like many airlines around the world, the Dutch flag carrier KLM has had to take some tough calls. Today, around 90% of our fleet is being grounded, and we operate anywhere between 5 and 10% of our regular schedule. Huge impact. My guest in this episode of Out of Office is Peter Elbers, the CEO of KLM. In this podcast, we usually talk to leaders about things they don't get asked about when they're in their office. And with Peter, we did the same. We talked about training in the army, climbing the rungs of the ladder within KLM, having a monarch on his crew, staying true to oneself, a message he hopes his staff follows even if it means going off script once in a while and bursting into song, as one of his employees recently did on a flight. But first, I asked him how he's dealing with the biggest crisis his company has faced in its 100-year history. Here's my conversation. A very warm welcome to Out of Office. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm going to begin by stating the obvious. This is a really challenging time for the airline industry. How is KLM doing and how are you doing? Well, you're right. It's an incredibly difficult time and uh, we've seen earlier crisis in the industry. uh, But um, this one is uh, is clearly to an extent we have never seen before, both in terms of uh, the fact that it's a worldwide issue as well as the length of the uh, of the situation we have at hand. So it is a, a deep crisis for us in the industry indeed. Last year, you marked 100 years of KLM, which is quite a milestone. I don't think you expected this to follow that very significant milestone. Is this the worst crisis the company's faced in a century? Well, probably yes, that's at least what I, what I believe. And, and of course, you cannot compare the situation today, which the situation which was there at the outbreak of the of the World War II and, and things like that. But if I would say the modern history of the company, yes, this is clearly the worst uh, the worst crisis and the largest crisis uh, uh, we're facing here. And but you know, a lot of people are worried about the future of travel and are wondering: Is the world ever going to go back to the levels of travel that we'd seen before? What do you think the new normal will look like when it comes to travel? Yeah, air travel is there to stay and will come back uh, one way or the other. What exact time frame we'll have for coming back, how long it will take, uh, it will probably depend uh, very much to what's the overall economic impact of today's situation and the, uh, and the effects. Uh, so that's, that's, I think, a very, very key issue here. Um, what is the future of air travel like here? I think it's very important that uh, we should use this momentum also as a catalyst for change. And today, of course, it's a, a terrible and it's a bad situation for businesses, for societies, health-wise. So it's, it's a very bad time. But we could use this when the dust has settled down a little bit 
also as a catalyst for change and and to have new rules in terms of sanitation hygiene how do we how do we interact with each other and how do we make sure that with so many people on the planet with all these interactions we're having we do that in in a good and responsible way with each other so i i'm i'm optimistic by nature and i believe that uh, again when when the the dust has settled down and when the health situation is more or better under control than we have today that we can start building this again and and uh, human nature is one of of resilience and coming back uh, after after a while so i believe that also for us as a company we will be resilient and we will be able to to build the, the sort of next next phase of air travel uh, to the future and how are you doing personally well health wise i'm i'm good and that's that today is probably the most uh, the most important uh, part um uh, when it when it comes to running the company it's clearly a very very difficult and very different time than we have ever had before i think it's a matter of how do you balance your energy levels and uh, uh, this is like a 24/7 time frame a putting a lot of, of, of concerns on your mind, putting a lot of, of worries uh, where there are. So you need to, at least that's the way I deal with it, need to find a balance in, in, in making sure you keep the energy levels because this is not going to be a sprint for our industry and for KLM. This is going to be a marathon. And uh, uh, we need to, to make sure, and I need to make sure that I, I have the energy to, to run that marathon. So how are you finding that energy? Well, I I try, and that that already I was doing actually before we entered in this crisis. Try to uh, sort of really make a almost literally make a balance between issues which are giving energy and topics which are uh, are are taking a lot of energy. And clearly, discussions with banks and loans is is not something which is giving a lot of energy. It's needed, but but not necessarily energizing. And like this morning, I spent the majority of the time uh, in uh, in our hangar speaking with the, our technicians who are still working and doing some extra work on the aircraft and talking to them and 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 um, listening to them and see where where we can help as management to make sure that they can do their jobs. Uh, that's that's giving me a lot of energy. So I I try to to find in in the business world things who are giving and things who are taking energy and and make the combination of these two. And is that something a mantra you've tried to always follow throughout your career? Yeah, I, I'm working for for KLM now. What twenty eight years? Uh, I had the privilege to work and live in different areas and parts of the world, and and work with a lot of different people. And I guess every job has things which are are, are just fun and rewarding and energizing. And and I don't think there's any job <laughs> which has none of that. So you always need to find need to find that balance. And 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 I think the energy level is is the key factor in terms of leadership and and running uh, running an, an organization or a team or whatever leadership role you may have. And and therefore I always focus on 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 energy, giving energy, and, and make sure that you have that energy to give. You started off uh, working for KLM, like you said, a very long time ago, and I believe you started off as an aircraft loading manager. Yeah. What does that job involve? Well, it's it's basically what it says. Uh, when I started in 1992, it was I, I started ramp in the aircraft loading um, manager for a group of people loading the aircraft, making sure all the baggage and all the 
cargo was in the aircraft and um and and that was really the foundation basically where i started and i i worked my way through the company i the again the privilege to work in many different places and learn a lot of things had great bosses where i learned from um and and that basis that foundation really helped me uh, along the way and still when i come back to to some of the places where i used to work and probably especially this one it's it's nice to be back and to see even people who worked back then there are still there some of them and uh yeah it's good it feels good what did that teach you though the fact that you started off at that level what do you think that taught you i think adaptability and 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 taking the local situation circumstances for what they are and see the positive sides of that and 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 see what you can do with it that's that's one aspect the other aspect for me is very important how to learn and how to to continuously learn and and develop uh, your team yourself your capabilities your your skills and and when you have the the opportunity to work at different spots it really helps you to to do that and it's it's humbling too because you see that people uh, are doing jobs which which from the outside may look very simple or or very uh, easy to do but when you're there you find out it's a very different different position and i mean if you take some of our colleagues working at the check-in counters or working uh, at the airports and i mean if we speak about overbooking situations of aircraft yes stressful yeah it's one thing to discuss that from an office perspective and to have an, an have some calculations and and mathematical models to calculate what's the right percentage it's a very different thing than standing there and facing an, an angry crowd to 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 inform them so i think it's really good to to have that experience to learn and to uh, to see what what all your colleagues are doing throughout the company it's helping me a lot to do my daily work you know if you're someone who's come from outside or it's someone like yourself who has really worked their way up and worked in so many different parts of the company do you think it makes a difference to the ceo's office well i think it 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 can and will work both ways for me personally it has it has helped me a lot but that's more a personal personal thing i feel more comfortable if if i know a little bit the content of the topics if i know some of the procedures and processes and 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 uh actually the job people are doing and that makes conversations and and engaging in a real conversation and have a real interest in the job people are doing and i think that at the end of the day that's what people care about is are the leaders really interested in the job i'm doing do they really care about the job i'm doing and that's that's more i would say a universal thing so you could do that with the company experience or without both could work so last month you delivered a hard message to employees of KLM moeten we hier wat strakker in de wedstrijd zitten en zorgen dat we echt veilig en gezond werken dat is het eerste voor onszelf voor onze collega's en voor onze klanten you released a video message in which you talked about uh, grounding flights uh, reducing the fleet and 2000 job cuts How do you then keep employees motivated after delivering a difficult announcement like that? I think we should never underestimate the fact that people already know what's what's going on. Uh but what they want to know is again that's my my way of dealing with this is they want to know the true story and they want to know okay this is the situation and then they they would like to have some 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 view and some comfort level okay how we're going to deal with it and what's what are the effects so the the honest story if you wish 
to uh, to share that. So um, what we did indeed last month is, okay, this is what's going on. That's the situation we have today. We take 100% of the decisions based on 50% of the information we have. And so we may need to adapt, but for now, this is what we're going to do. And this is the way we have to do it at this point in time. And it's difficult and it's hard, but we have to do it for the continuity of, of, of the company and to, to, to safeguard the majority of, 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 the, of the jobs. And how do you prepare yourself before you deliver a message like that? I'm sure it can't be easy for you as well when you know you have such a difficult message to give your staff. Yeah, well, I'm I'm spending uh, probably is one of my uh, my habits. I'm spending quite a bit of time on preparing. Uh, I, I believe that preparation is. Uh, is 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 a very important part of 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 a daily routine uh, and uh, uh, so yeah I prepare the message along the the lines always a structured lines like okay this is the situation that's what we have to do and that's going to be the consequences and try to 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 make it as close as possible to what what matters for those who are listening to the to the message and just uh, just giving a sort of generic message or a generic description of the situation it it probably doesn't come across uh, for people and it's really what comes across is what matters to you and how does it affect your life and what am i going to do in order to help you through this situation so to try to make it as personal and as 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 focused as possible Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. So what's the most important quality a leader needs to have to get a company through a crisis like this? Well, I would say if you say the most important quality, I hope you don't mind if I I say two qualities. Please. The ability to listen and the ability to act. And and I think these two abilities are, are... probably most important in any leadership role, but the ability to listen, to get advice, to see what's going on, to have people prepare uh, stuff for you, and then the ability to act and to move. So these two abilities, uh, are, I think, and then, then of course, in the acting, it needs to be communicated well and brought well. But again, if you limit me to one, I, I will not accept it. If you allow me two, <laughs> the ability to, to, uh, to listen and the ability to act. Over your long career in aviation, have you had any mentors who have helped you and guided you along the way? And is there any one mentor that stands out? Throughout my career, I had various bosses. Um, I think all of them, without any exception in uh, in, in KLM, uh, I, I had things where 
they were either extremely organized or structured. So that's where I, I take that one. They were either extremely courageous and I learned how to, how to be courageous or decision-making. So you've taken the best of what you've learned from several mentors. Well, yeah, the best for what fits me. It's it's not necessarily. Uh, I think not not every what not everything other people can or do in a perfect way would fit me. I think it's it's my my job. I find it's it's costing a lot of energy, and if you want to to keep that up, um, you have to be close to yourself. So I'm I'm trying to learn things which are fitting my my character or my way of doing, and maybe you fine tune a bit here and there, but. I, I try to be as close as possible to to what I am and and how I am and 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 again you the bad things you try to 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 put a bit lower the good things to emphasize but in general stay as close to where you are and and learn then from others who who do things there. You talk a lot about being true to yourself, right? About being true to the core of who you are. Where does this come from? Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's probably a bit of a, a personal conviction. I believe everyone has his own qualities and, and be your best self. And it's also probably also a bit also a company culture and, and, and working here for such a long time, you cannot completely disconnect your own, your own sort of way of working in the company culture where being your best self is, 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 is promoted or is encouraged. As, as one of our cultural aspects here. So, Is there also a family influence, you know, influence of your parents perhaps, or a teacher? My, my, my parents always have encouraged me to, uh, to, to, to do what I, I felt like doing and, and uh, they never pushed me for a certain direction or a certain choice or a certain, certain things. They were, have been always very, again, very, very supportive for the choices being what study you're going to do, be it what job you, you take, be on, on basically everything. And, and I have two brothers. They choose a very different career path. They went a very, very different direction. They're not in aviation, are they? No, no. And that, that, that was also fine. So I, I think it was probably very much like do whatever makes you feel happy and good and, and uh, where, where you feel comfortable with. That's probably has been the, the atmosphere at, at, at our house and, from that, yeah, maybe you could say it's a sort of part of the upbringing or part of the education, and I'm I'm obviously grateful for that. Um, again, just encouragement, always encouragement in a positive way. If you want to do that, fine, we support you, rather than we think you should do this or that. It's never been like that. And that's the same philosophy you want to instill towards your children? I try, <laughs> although my wife corrects me every now and then. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I try to do that to be sort of uh, just encouragement rather than directional. But yeah, that's, prob- that's probably hard. But my wife keeps me, uh, keeps me in line. How old are your kids? Uh, 16, 15 and 13. Oh, it's, it's a so. full on age, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. When did you develop a passion for aviation? Well, I guess when I started with KLM, I've been... Uh, I'm not from an aviation family. I wasn't even born in the part of the country next to the airport. So a little off of that direction. I come from Rotterdam. That's more harbor than, 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 than airport. Yes. Um, (laughs) I've been, been intrigued by logistics. I studied logistics and after that, I spent some time in the army. In the army? 
that was at that time still compulsory in the Netherlands. It's all stopped, but at that time it was, still was. How many years uh, did you do that? A little less than two, uh, one, one and a half years it was. So. Okay, I have to tell you a secret now. When I was doing some research on you, uh, one of the things I heard was that you had a very military-like attitude towards running the business. And now this <laughs> explains it. Well, I'm, I'm very structured and disciplined, yes. If, and and uh, even, even there, but maybe it goes in the same, in the same, uh, in the same line. Uh, even there, what you learn there is structure, discipline. And um, it fits to what I said earlier, probably, that you, you take parts of, of all the experiences in your lives and all the, all the encounters you have, all the people you work with. And for me, life is like a continuous learning experience. And, and um, if you realize that wherever you are and whatever position you have, there are things to learn um, and, and indeed structure and discipline and organization are parts which, which are very important there and which help me. Again, it fits me. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, I'm not surprised you read it. <laughs> <laughs> what is the most important teaching from the army that translates into a good strategy or a good tool for a CEO? Well, I'm not sure if it's, if it's army, but one of the things I, I use a lot uh, is a strategy without execution is hallucination and I'm not exactly sure who, who invented that quote and you can find it everywhere. But for me, if, you, if you're not executing your strategy, it doesn't make any sense. And uh, a good strategy is very important, but a good execution of it is equally, if not more important. Oh, that's very interesting. Now, I know you've lived, like you said, in many parts of the world. You studied in New York and in Beijing as well. How did those very diverse living and studying in those very diverse cultures affect you as a person? Yeah, well, the the New York and the Beijing were just sort of business programs. Uh, was not really a lengthy study. Were were business education programs. Living abroad was 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 a a wonderful and and very enriching experience. And and it's one of the one of the privileges really to work for an airline. And you asked me earlier what's when did you become passionate about aviation? Uh, I guess when I started at KLM, I became passionate throughout the years. But one of the things which I find extremely uh, nice and inspiring and motivating on this job is, is to work with so many international people and to see all these different cultures and all these different elements and all these different nationalities going together. And, and then living somewhere just teaches you that if you grow up in a certain country, you take a lot of things for granted, and wh when you're outside, you realize this is this is not this is not the same case everywhere. It's very different, and it has helped me a lot in in my career and and uh, until today actually uh, that you can look to the same situation from different perspectives and come to very different conclusions. Uh, and if if you sometimes challenge yourself, okay. What from what perspective are you looking at it, and what from what narrative are you looking at it? It just helps you to 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 come to a more insight-based decision making. I've seen these incredible videos that some KLM interns have made of their travels with you. Yeah. How 
How did that idea come about? I mean, I think it's a fascinating thing, you know, for the intern to travel with the CEO and to understand what the CEO's job involves. Otherwise, sometimes these things can be quite mysterious on the outside. So A, how did that idea come about? And what do you want an intern to take away from that experience? Well, the idea came from one of my colleagues in the communications uh, department. And you said earlier, how do you work? This is exactly the way I work. Someone comes up with a, a new ID and say, hey, Peter, shall we do that? Yeah, that's cool. Let's try it. Uh, so so I, I'm, I'm pretty open to new IDs. Just try it. Give it a try. Then when it comes to the execution of the ID, it should be well prepared, well done, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, this was, again, was was developed. This ID was developed by, by one of my colleagues in the communications team and and we said, okay, let's do it. And it 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 was actually very nice to do. Um, Did you enjoy it? Was it fun? It, it was it was fun in a way because afterwards you basically see how much you do, and and when you're when when you when you you do the job yourself, you're sort of in a in a rhythm. You prepare, you fly, you do. You, you're in, and then when someone is 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 recording that for what twenty four hours, thirty six hours. Wow, we did a lot in thirty six hours. So, and that's probably what what uh, why why it's so helpful and why why these videos are also internally very much appreciated, because in in our business it is people who make the difference eventually. And and if an intern makes these these shots from our crews on the ground, our crews on board of the aircraft, uh, our commercial people all over the world. It just demonstrates everyone recognizes some some contribution he or she makes in the entire process. So and and probably that's what I want the video to be like. This this is what we are as a company. It's it's many parts of the puzzle which are glued together and together make it fantastic experience for our customers. What it also revealed to me was that you run 10 kilometers every day. I try, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, given the, the schedule that you have. No, I do that when I travel. So when I'm at home, I do it every other day or, or, or differently, but every other day mostly, yeah. When I travel every day, uh, it's again, it fits probably to the the energy giving and energy level. And for me, it's a way and to... And that army training. Well, it's a way to energize, and I like I like good food. I like to drink a glass of wine, so it also helps me to to it's the balance to, to balance exactly to balance <laughs> the good parts of life. And your crew is full of surprises. You know, the king was a part time pilot at KLM for many years. What what was that like to have royalty as part of your staff? Yeah, well, that's that's already for for quite a, a couple of years, uh, and. Uh, uh, it's something we we usually or actually we never talk about this was just a um his own passion and his own uh, his own uh, yeah passion really uh, for for aviation and and to fly uh and then uh, then um he chose uh, to disclose uh, this uh which of course was a was a blast in terms of international exposure uh, and we are a KLM, and that stands for Koninklijke Luchtvaartmaatschappij. It means Royal Dutch Airlines, and we demonstrated that we are royal indeed. Oh, you sure <laughs> did. <laughs> and recently, another one of your crew members on one of the last KLM flights sang a beautiful song to passengers. Oh, yeah. This is for you. When will I see you again? 
When will we share precious moments? Will I have to wait forever? You know, when you first heard about that or heard the song or saw the video, what went through your mind? Well, I'm proud. I was proud of it. It's that's that's probably uh, a link to an earlier part of our talk where where you said you, you believe that you should stay close to to yourself, and and that's what what really is also the company culture. And again, it should in the operations things should be strict and well organized and. We want every pilot to follow the same strict safety procedures and operational procedures. But when it comes to interactions with customers, when it comes to uh, to showing your best self, as we call it, uh, I'm just very proud that that one of our one of my colleagues, one of our crew members, feels like, hey, this is an emotional moment. This is a time where, after years, we'll look back to to this this period and say, wow, what. What a crazy time it was, and and how did we do repatriation flight, and what an emotions it was, and if if she then <laughs> says, okay, I'm I'm I decide to sing a song. You cannot orchestrate this. You cannot sort of corp communications wise do this. This is, has to be authentic from from the people themselves, and and she, she did it in a fantastic way, and I. Uh, uh, she has been a bit overwhelmed herself by the success and by the exposure <laughs> it brought because people were recording it. But it was just great. I was very proud. It's a good optimistic note to leave this conversation on. So, Peter, thank you so much for your time. You're most welcome. And thank you for being on Out of Office. I really enjoyed our chat. Thank you. I go back to the office and you stay healthy. Take care. That was KLM CEO Peter Elbers speaking to me about steering KLM through its most challenging phase ever. I'll be back next week with leadership lessons from another executive guiding their company through the crisis. Remember, you can find Out of Office on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Bloomberg Terminal or Bloomberg.com. You can also go to Twitter. A handle is at podcasts and you can find me there at This Is Malika. This episode was produced by my colleagues Yajo Sun and Laura Carlson. Wherever you are in the world, stay safe. And I leave you now with that beautiful message from a member of the KLM cabin crew. When will we share precious moments? Will I have to wait forever? Will I have to suffer and cry? Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. 
title sponsor, Amazon, official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.